0: Good morning. Morning. Y'all doing all right this morning? Isn't it a beautiful day on Hilton Head Island? You could be in Cleveland (laughs) or New York. (laughs) Pastor Jeff used to call me from Hilton Head when Cynthia and I and uh, Sydney lived in New York, and he would tell me about these days in January. So uh, I'm glad that I'm living here now. My name's Todd. For those of you I don't know, thank you for worshiping with us. Thank you for being here Um, with us uh, this morning and uh, we are concluding a series called this is my church here today we've uh, had four weeks is our fifth week and we're bringing things to a conclusion today and today's going to be a bit of a different message and uh, there's going to be a lot of kind of highlights of these last few weeks and then some very personal application and uh, I've been praying about this message in particular. Because there are some of you who are here today, who you've heard these messages these past few weeks, and maybe God has stirred in your heart, maybe the Holy Spirit has stirred you to a point where you know exactly what you need to do, absolutely exactly what you need to do, no hesitation whatsoever, no question about that for today, for you who are in here like that, Um, today is your day just to say yes, and uh, we've kind of coined this all-in day, Uh, all-in Sunday here at Hilton Head Island Community Church. You know, we got our Life Group uh, Connect going on here out on the... uh I want to say patio to make it sound good, but it's a parking lot, so out in our parking lot. Doesn't that sound better, patio? Uh, But it's a parking lot, so out in our parking lot here, we've got our Life Group Connect going on, Um, and uh, today, many of you, just like in the last service, are going to say yes specifically to getting involved into a very specific ministry, so today's message for some of you is going to be very uh, personal. Um, There are others of you who are here today, and my prayer for you is is that you would walk away from today finding your gift or signing up to find your gift mix. And uh, so we'll talk about this. As a way of review, we began this series with the idea that this is my church, who is she? And we talk about the church uh, being uh, she because the Bible refers to the church as the bride of Christ, the beautiful bride of Christ. And we talked in that first week about how we have the responsibility as Christ followers, if you are a Christ follower here today, to steward and manage and grow and, and pour into the church just like a husband would with a new bride. And so we have that responsibility. And that takes passionate people, people who are dedicated, who are, who are going to step up and say, yes, this is the place that I'm going to serve. This is my church. Week two, we talked about what it means to belong. We said, This is my church where I belong. And we glanced back at the Old Testament in that first century church, and we saw how there were two environments in the first church to belong. There was the large group environment they met in the temple courts, Acts 2 says, and that's very much a similar gathering to here. I'm guessing that they probably didn't have uh, equipment like we have back in the first century, but it was very similar in that they would gather together for worship and prayer and teaching and uh, that was what the the large group environment, and so you can belong to a large group environment, and the other one is the small group environment. Even all the way back in the first century, the churches would break up, and they would meet not only in the temple courts, but they would meet in the homes of the people who attended, and so we have both of those environments here at Hilton Head Island Community Church. We have our large group gathering. You read it today. Every Sunday, we meet here, and uh, then we have our small group gatherings, which meet in homes, and you can belong in both of those environments. And then in week three, we talked about uh, moving from the idea of being a volunteer to a, the idea of being an investor. And uh, as a Georgia Bulldog fan, I don't like that word volunteer, but that's okay. Uh, the whole idea in church is, is that we ought to move from this idea of a short term kind of uh, missional thing, just short term mission, uh, uh, project oriented volunteer to someone who says, I belong here and I'm going to invest my time and my effort and my resources in the life of this local church. And we talked about the idea of investing. Then last week, we talked about the idea of giving and that the church, the local body of believers, is a place where you give your tithes and your offerings. And we talked about how the idea, the concept of giving a tenth of your income, a tenth of all of your income is an Old Testament idea That Jesus confirmed in the New Testament. And we talked about how, if you want to know what Old Testament laws are still in place today for us to live by, it's that Jesus would have confirmed those, and he did with the idea of tithing and giving a tenth of your income. And so, the local church is a place for all of us to serve. Today, we are to give. Today, we come to this word called serve. Now, I want to make a distinction a little bit between serve and invest. We talked about investment a few weeks ago, volunteer, if you will, uh, but we said let's let's take it up a notch and call it investing. The idea of investing is to say that you are a part of a church and that you're going to give your time and your talent and your resources the idea of serving, I want to make the distinction today, is serving not only, it's both and, not only within the church, not serving just in those strategic areas like uh, Island Kids and production, and we'll talk about some of those different things, vibe and that sort of thing, but it's also it's also serving our community and serving our world. And so today I've got some great things to tell you about that involving our local church and how we're going to serve our world, but there's a link there. There's a link to investing and serving. You see, we say we're in, we're going to place our time and our effort and our energy into this local church, but we also say we are on mission to serve our community and our world. And so those two things are linked. And so today what we're going to describe is we're going to describe what it means, the, 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 the what, the where, and the how of us serving our local church and our local community And then going out and serving our world. So I'm going to pray. Let's dive in. Let's pray before we get started. Father God, I pray for those who are here today. God, they know exactly where they need to be serving in your church. And God, I pray that you would move them, that you would lead them to serve with their whole heart. God, I pray that you would lead them and move them to say yes today. To some ministry areas. God, there are those who are in here today and they know exactly what they need to do, what they should do. They know what you are calling them to do. And I pray that today for many people, it's a yes, I'm in day. Here's where I need to serve. But God, I pray for those who are in here also and maybe they don't know their talents. Maybe they aren't really sure of how you have gifted them how you've made them up. And God, I pray for those who are in here today and their Christ followers. God, I pray that they would say yes to attending one of our classes coming up so that they can find out more about how they are made up, what you've gifted them with and how that fits in the life of this church. God, be with our time this morning. I pray that you would be honored and glorified by everything that's spoken and everything that's sung. Be honored by our worship, God. In Jesus' name I pray. We have your notes. So let's dive in very quickly this morning to your notes. We got a lot of ground to cover. And so, dive in this morning, and take a look at the first point there. I want to discuss the what. What is it that the church is supposed to be about? How are we supposed to serve? And so, the what is this, just right off the bat, straight out of the gates the what is the Great Commission? The what is the Great Commission? We as a church are supposed to be about Great Commission work. Matthew chapter 28, 18 through 20. Jesus has been on this earth. He has served his community and his world, and we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. And he has died, and he has uh, gone into heaven with God. And then he comes back, and he appears to, the Bible tells us, about 500 people over a, a certain period of time. And this is what he tells his followers. I want you to catch this. He says this, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority... In heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you to the very end of the age. Now, some of you who are here in week one, you're thinking, well, this is really familiar. We talked about this in week one. Here's why I want to talk about it today. In week one, we made a very personal application that we individually are to be about the Great Commission, that if I have said yes to Jesus, if I have followed him, if I have said I am a Christ follower, then I have the responsibility to be on mission in regards to what this is called the Great Commission, to go and what? make disciples. Okay, go and make disciples. That's the mission that we are supposed to be on. And I explained a few weeks ago that the word that Jesus used there, that little word go, in the original language means this. Please don't miss this. It means as you are going, it means as you are living your life, go and make disciples. Wherever you are, right now. Wherever God has placed you, wherever God is sending you, wherever you are, whether it's at school or work or in your home or in your neighborhood, go and make disciples as you are going. And that applies to us individually, doesn't it? But I want you to capture this. This doesn't just apply to us individually. This applies to the bride of Christ, the church. This applies to Hilton Head Island Community Church. You see, if we all are on mission for God, then we as a church are also on mission for him. And we as a church, wherever we are, whatever God has put in front of us, whatever he's put in our future, we are, as we are going, we are to make disciples. Are you with me this morning? This doesn't apply just to us as individuals. It applies also to us as a church. Now, part of the going process, part of the, making, the disi- making disciples process is what the Bible says later in Scripture, proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. It's an interesting w- old word in the, in the early language, and it literally means to speak or proclaim, and part of our mission is to tell others the good news about jesus christ that's part of who we are that's part of who christ followers are is we are supposed to proclaim it's where we get the word evangelism from and that whole idea of evangelism is speaking the message of jesus christ have you ever noticed whenever there's good news there's always some sort of announcement of good news when when a, a, a nation wins a war what do they declare Victory, okay, they declare victory. There's an announcement of some sort of good news. When a company has a new product, and we'll see it on Super Bowl Sunday here in a week, many times over and over again, they will announce it on TV. They'll buy ads and announce it on TV that they are proclaiming that there's a new whatever, Ford F-150 or whatever the case may be. They are proclaiming that they have a new product. They wanna tell the world about their new product. We'll see it over the course of the next year. We will be sick of it over the course of the next year. If someone is running a political campaign and they feel like they have a new word, what do they do? They buy a lot of airtime and they announce what their new word is, what their new stance is on an issue, and then the other person can call them a flip-flopper. Anyway, and so we'll hear that ad nauseum. We'll hear this announcement of good news. You know, a few years ago, Microsoft started a department of evangelism. Now, they weren't preaching the good news of Jesus, I promise you that. They were preaching the good news of what? Microsoft. Okay, they were losing market share, and they wanted to tell the world that they were still good at these certain things. And they literally had a department called the evangelism department in Microsoft. And their whole purpose, their whole point was to tell people that they were in business and that they were doing a good word. And they did that in an effort to communicate what they thought was the good news. The good news that we are supposed to proclaim, that we are supposed to tell others, that we are supposed to make disciples with, is the fact, like Cynthia said earlier, that God sent his son Jesus to die for us so that we could have the hope of heaven one day. That is our good news. And man, that's the best news that I have ever heard ever in my life. And if you've become a Christian, if you've experienced that good news in your life, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But you know, it's one thing to preach the good news. It's one thing to say it. And if you come here to Hilton Head Island Community Church, you'll hear the good news proclaimed often. You'll hear the good news proclaimed week in and week out. It's one thing to announce it, but it's another thing to live it. It's another thing to share that with our lifestyle. And it's another thing to share that with our service. It was Teddy Roosevelt who said, no one cares... How much you know until they know how much you care. But you know, way before Teddy Roosevelt understood this concept, Jesus understood it, didn't he? Jesus got people's attention, not with his words only, but with his actions. He took a loaf and some fish and he fed 5,000 people. He went to a wedding party and they ran out of wine. And he took water and he turned it into wine. He met real needs. There were people who had broken bones and he mended them. He had people that were sick and he fixed them. He had those that were blind and he caused them to be able to see. There was one person that he cast an evil demon out and that person then was filled with the spirit of God after that. Jesus met real needs. He served with love and with mercy and with grace those around him. And he set the stage I want you to catch this church for what we are supposed to be about. You see, it's not just the what; it's also how we are supposed to serve. It's how we're supposed to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ. It's how we're supposed to go about making disciples, and we're supposed to do that with Jesus's example of serving those around us. Well, where do we serve? That's the next point in your notes this morning. Let's take a look at what Jesus says, at what the Bible says, at uh, the places that we are supposed to serve. Where do I serve? Well, we have plenty of opportunities. We have local opportunities. We have regional opportunities. We have national and global opportunities. Acts 1.8 says this, Jesus speaking here. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, and to where? The ends of the what? The earth. Jesus says, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and Judea, and Samaria, and the other other most parts of the world are the ends of the earth. You know what Jesus is doing here? He's being a strategist. He's basically taking a map and saying, okay, church, here's Jerusalem, and here are these circles, these concentric circles, and this is where you are supposed to go. You're supposed to do it right here, And you're supposed to do it around you, and you're supposed to do it out there. It can apply to us here in our day and age. Jerusalem, for us, is Hilton Head Island. It's our church. It's Hilton Head Island. It's the people of our community. And Jesus says, first and foremost, we are supposed to serve our Jerusalem. That's Hilton Head Island for us, isn't it? We can serve first and foremost those who are our neighbors, those who we go to school with, those who we work with, those who are in need in our community. And I'll come back to that in a moment and talk about that. Then he says, go to Judea. Judea for Jerusalem was kind of like Buford County or the low country. It was an area that Jerusalem was contained in. Actually, Jerusalem was up in the north end of Judea. When you put Judea and Samaria together, we'll talk about Samaria in a minute, you get the West Bank. You've heard a lot about the West Bank over the last forty or fifty years, haven't you? The West Bank kind of contains those two areas, and Jesus says that you're supposed to go to your Judea. And so, what he was telling his disciples, what he was telling the church there, was that we are supposed to go to those places that are familiar and near to us. Those places that are familiar and near to us. Buford County is a pr- pretty familiar place from th- for those of you who live here in Hilton Head Island. That's what Jesus is saying. Don't go just to Jerusalem but go to Judea. And then he says, go to Samaria. You see, the people in that day and age would have been shocked by this one because Jesus is asking them to get outside of their comfort zone. He says, I want you to go north, just a little bit north to Samaria. But Samaria wasn't just a location. It wasn't just a geographic location. When Jesus said to go to Samaria, the the place that he was asking them to go was unfamiliar. It might have been unsafe. It was a place that The disciples probably didn't know and probably didn't like much. The Samaritans were not liked by most Jewish people. And Jesus is asking them to go to Samaria. It's the same thing for us here in 2012. Jesus is asking us to not only go to our Jerusalem, not only go to our region in Judea, but he's asking us to go to those places that maybe are going to be beyond our comfort zone. He's asking us to go to those places that might be just a little bit out of our reach of what we would normally, where we would normally go and who we would interact with on a normal basis. And then the last thing he says is he says, go to the ends of the earth. You know, it's interesting because before the first century was over, the gospel had reached Rome. Now, Rome and Jerusalem are not exactly close to each other. If you look at a map, it's pretty far away. But in that day and age, Rome was the furthest point away, the furthest point away in the known world of that day. They took the gospel in less than 100 years in the first century without any of the modern technology that we have, and it spread literally throughout the whole known world of that time. Well, I want to submit to you today that the world is a whole lot smaller than it was back then, isn't it? I mean, in a day, we can pretty much get wherever we want to, can't we? Maybe two days we can get wherever we want to. We can go and we can go out into the world and we can serve the worlds to the ends of the earth. You see, I think in some ways here in 2012, We have a greater responsibility to do what Jesus says there in Acts 8-1 than even the disciples that were hearing it in that day because we have a greater opportunity. We have technology. We have easier travel. The world is a smaller place. We can take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Well, what does all that mean for Hilton Head Island Community Church? Let me tell you a couple things. These past couple years, your elders, our staff, particularly myself, we've been praying for two positions because there's one thing I know about outreach type stuff, you know, global and local outreach type ministries. It can't be done without leaders. It can't be done without people who have a passion for these things. And I've been praying specifically about two different areas among some others, but there've been two specific roles that I've been playing about that some of you would uh, fill at Hilton Head Island Community Church. And unfortunately, we don't have the luxury of these being paid positions, so the people that I'm gonna recognize here in a minute, they are um, unpaid, and they're volunteers just like you all are. And they have said yes to these areas. The first area that we've been praying about is a global missions director. And over the past couple months, uh, Susie Van Aswegen has volunteered to take over that position and be our global outreach director. And she's in the back, I believe, I think I can see her. There's her face up there, but there she is in the back. And uh, Susie and Clint. (laughs) Susie and Clint have been with us since day one. And uh, there's little Liam there. He's three months old, and we're glad to see him. He was in the hospital a week ago, and he's doing so much better today. So we've been praying for him, and we're glad you guys are here this morning. So, Susie is our new global outreach director as of right now. So, anyway, um, (laughs) it's what you call a staff meeting on Sunday morning. Anyway, okay. Now, I asked Susie because we didn't know if she'd be able to be here today or not, but I asked her if I could speak on her behalf about three areas where we as a church are going to go to the ends of the world. And we have three missions partners that I'm announcing today that we are going to be a part of. The first one is a group called the Navigators and Clint and Leanne Trebesh are the uh, uh, leaders of the Navigators uh, campus group there on the University of New Mexico in Albuquerque. I told Clint the first thing I have to do is learn how to spell Albuquerque. So anyway, so um, Clint and Leanne. Leanne is a homegrown Hilton Head gal. Um, She is the daughter of Frank Condor. And if you've heard my story about Frank, um, he was our first recruit. Jeff Cranston, when we started this as a campus of Low Country Community Church, um, I asked Jeff who the core team was. He had told me there was a core team, and I, we met that day, and I said, who's the core team? And he said, Frank Condor. <laughs> and I thought, team just had a new definition there. So anyway, so Frank was with us since day one, and we have wanted to partner with them. We're so excited about being able to partner with his daughter, Leanne, and her husband and their little girl there, Haley. And uh, they're at the University of New Mexico uh, reaching out to students there on that campus. And boy, that is some tough ground. And so begin praying for Clint and Leanne. You'll be hearing from them in the future. You'll be seeing their face a lot more often, and we'll be doing some trips with them. You know what I love about Clint and Leanne is is we talked about a partnership a few months ago, and you know what he said? He said, well, here's how I view a partnership. You guys come and help us, but we wanna come and help you. And so he wants to send some students out here beach time, to help us with some outreach stuff. And so that's going to be fun. I'm sure we'll have a lot of them come. The second partner that I'm announcing today is Row Kids. And so Row Kids is led by Sue uh, John and Sue Eve, and they have a ministry to Belize and Guatemala and Jamaica. And uh, some of you have been on trips with John and Sue. They are local here uh, in the area, in the Lowcountry, and they attend Lowcountry Community Church, our sister church. And so we're partnering together with our sister church and we're going to be helping out row kids. And then the last one is um, Living Hope. It's a ministry in South Africa. And uh, you've heard from Tracy Hines. She's here today, and you've heard from Tracy. She's been there and feels that God's calling her to a ministry there. We're going to be partnering with Living Hope, just like Low Country is also. And Clint Van Aswegen, Susie's husband, is from South Africa, and so we've got a connection there. And so we're excited about being able to do some trips. Now, we're not going to probably go there every year, okay? Because that's an expensive one, but um, that's a trip that we are looking forward to. That's how we are going to do great commission work globally, church. That's how Hilton Head Island, isn't that exciting that we have those three ministry partners? And I can't wait to tell you more about that. Now, the second position, absolutely. The second position that I've been praying about is a local community outreach director. And uh, from day one, we've had this thing called One Community. And so I'm pleased to announce that Carrie Beck, Carrie, come on up here. Carrie Beck is going to be leading our efforts here locally to take the gospel and be a Great Commission Church here to our community. Carrie Beck, everyone. And you've seen Bobby on the drums. He's on the drums today. Bobby, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. And their little uh, four-year, almost, almost four, uh, Spencer, just recently moved here. Tell me a little bit about that, Carrie. You guys moved here just recently. Tell us about where you moved from, how you jumped in so quickly here okay. at Hilton Head Island.
1: We moved here at the end of September. We were not looking to move at all, but um, as I'm sure most of you can attest, uh, God moves in funny ways sometimes. <laughs> And you end up places that you never, never expected. And so we ended up here. We ha- my husband and I, we interviewed and uh, then had job opportunities at the same place to move down here. And we took it. So uh, when we got here, the first thing we were doing is looking for a church. And uh, we tried out some other churches. And just, we came here, and it felt like home.
0: That's great. Well, we're glad to have you. Now, you guys, you talked about your jobs. Tell us a little bit about your jobs, because that gives you an entree into the community, too.
1: Uh, we work at the Arts Center of Coastal Carolina, and um, Bobby does sound there, and I work in development.
0: That's great. Fantastic. And I, be- that, I believe that gives her just some great opportunities there. And you've gotten to know some, mm-hmm. some folks uh, very uh, quickly here. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of like putting you on the spot a little bit because you've been on the job now for an hour. and uh, So anyway, um, But (laughs) (laughs) tell us what your plan is. How are we as a church going to go out and and reach our community and share the gospel and be focused on the Great Commission here on Hilton Head Island? Tell us a little bit about your plan.
1: Well, the plan is still a work in progress, but we know that we have great opportunities here. So um, one community has been a program that has been established previously, and so, we're looking at trying to identify how we can reinvigorate some of those programs that already existed, but also identify new ways that we can reach the community and then, in turn, connect uh, community needs with our congregation here. So, it's going to take some time to analyze that and to, to try to figure out the best way to approach it, but I'm optimistic you all are the most dynamic, friendliest people that we've <laughs> met on the island so far, and I know with that spirit. I know that. We'll do great things. things.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Very good. Absolutely. Yes, give yourself a round of applause. That's good. Okay. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: Okay, now tell me about your passion. I mean, you shared with me, uh, Mm -hmm. myself and Cynthia, about your passion for community outreach, but tell them a little bit about that. I want to hear your heart on that.
1: Um, This is something that I did not expect to be on my heart, honestly. Um, Again, it's one of those God-moving and mysterious ways things. Um, Once we moved down here, I just I was praying about how we could be more involved, and the the outreach to the community was was huge. It just kept coming up and coming up. And after discussing, um, I know that there's people out there that have hurts and they have needs, and it's our ministry. I feel every day we should just get up and just try to fulfill those needs as Christians, and mm-hmm. it does tie back to the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. So, um, it just seemed like this was a perfect perfect opportunity for. For the church to try to move forward with that
0: well we're honored to have you I I told uh, the 930 uh, group I said I I treat these unpaid uh, directors of ministry like staff so you guys pray for her Uh, so anyway um, but we're, we're excited about you and Bobby Susie so excited about you and Clint and thank you guys for all that you're gonna do and that you're already doing thank you so much Take a look at your notes. Uh, How do I live out the Great Commission in my life? We've talked about the what, we've talked about the where, now we want to talk about the how. Well, first of all, for some of you today, it's just jumping in and getting involved. It's absolutely just saying yes to these things that you know that you're supposed to do already. I'm going to ask Matt and Rob to pass out some cards this morning. We are kicking off something that we are going to have On a consistent basis here at Hilton Head Island Community Church and it's called a serve card and so these guys are gonna put one of these in your hands this is your connection point to our staff on how you want to serve your church and your community and your world and this is something that we're kicking off today we've we've started it we um, are gonna have these on an ongoing basis we're gonna update them quarterly There are different needs in here. I just want to highlight some of the things. Um, There's a whole guest services area here. There are many areas that some of you who just need to say yes today can jump in. You can help greet. You can help in the parking lot. You can help tidy up the bathrooms and, and, and some of the coffee stuff and that sort of thing. There are several different things in worship arts. Oh, by the way, in guest services, we're looking for one specific spot right now. We're looking for someone to lead that team. Somebody who may have particular administrative gifts and that sort of thing and likes working with people, we need someone to lead that because it's grown beyond the point that any of our staff can really oversee that. And so, um, anyway, I put a plug in there for that. Worship arts, there's several different areas there where Cynthia and her team uh, have some different needs. Island kids, uh, you have probably heard me say that ad nauseum. We need help with our children, and many of you have started stepping up over these last few weeks in Island kids. Um, We have, I want you all to get this. Every Monday, we have a group of mainly ladies who come here to the church, and it doesn't have to be ladies you guys can join in too, and they help Diane uh, uh, count the offering and get everything ready for that. There are database things that we need help with. We have, we have administrative needs that maybe some of you can help fulfill, and that's on there too. Um, Rob leads Vibe. Rob and Cassie Krupa, they lead Vibe on uh, Sunday nights, and um, I'm sure that there are some great needs there that's on there. Um, one community, which Carrie just talked about, and she's just getting that kicked off. Um, we had several people sign up uh, for that here uh, in between the services. Global Missions with Susie and, uh, and that, and then events. Um, and did you all hear that we're moving into a new facility at some point in time in the near future? Okay, so um, Gary Harrison is leading that uh, effort, and we have a whole group of people Um, and there are some areas that it's a professional that's needed, but many areas here are volunteer needs, and you don't know how much money this is going to save us. So if you're here today and you know that God has a place for you and you know what it is, you know your talents, you know your abilities, you know your skills, guess what? It's time to just jump in and get involved. A few weeks ago, we talked about this passage from 1 Corinthians 12. And what Paul does in this passage is he uses the body as an example of how uh, the, the body of Christ works. And in it, essentially, what he says is that there is no gift that's greater than the other, that all gifts are equally used in the body of Christ. Now, I want you to hear me. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're serving in a strategic area within this church. You're part of the Great Commission. If you are here on Sunday mornings and you say hello to people as they walk in, you're part of Great Commission work. If you're out in the parking lot and you wave someone in, you're part of Great Commission work. If you lead a life group and you lead a group of people in Bible study and prayer, you're part of Great Commission work. If you're back in the back behind a computer screen like Reagan is right now, uh, uh, helping with our screens, you're part of Great Commission commission work. Are you with me this morning? Everyone plays a part and no gift is greater than the other. Some of you just need to jump in and get involved and serve and say yes to one of these areas. Now, lastly, there are some of you in here today and you're like, Todd, I have no clue how God has gifted me. We want to help you with that. And for you, it's the last point. Discover your unique gifts and abilities and how they can be used to fulfill the great commission. Well, how do I do that, Todd? Good question. The way to do that is to get involved in the core class. This is a one-time class. It meets on Sunday afternoon. We've got one coming up February 12th and March 11th. February 12th is two weeks from today. February 11th or March 11th is a month from uh, February 11th. I'm all mixed up. Okay, so anyway, (laughs) that was a crash and burn right there. Anyway, (laughs) it meets from 1215 to three. We have childcare and lunch provided Um, We want you to find your gifts, and this is the class to do that. It's also our membership class. This is the way for you to find out how you're gifted. We're going to give you the tools. We're going to give you the things to do to find out how you're gifted, and as a result, how you can get involved in the life of Hilton Head Island Community Church. It's time, church. We're growing up as a church. We're getting bigger in number. I believe we're getting better in quality. God is doing amazing things, but it's time for us to step up and say yes to those areas we can serve. I'm on a Teddy Roosevelt kick today. He said this in uh, one of his more famous quotes. He says, do what you can with what you have where you are. And that's what we're called to do, church. When we say this is my church where I serve, that's what we're saying. I'm going to do what I can with what I have and where I am right now. And some of you today, God's moving you to say yes. It's kind of all in Sunday. Let's say yes to how God is moving you. You can fill these cards out during this time of response here. And uh, I want to pray for you and pray that God blesses you. Father God, thank you so much for what you're doing in the life of this church. God, thank you so much for what you did on the cross. Thank you for the hope of salvation. Thank you for the free gift of eternal life. And God, that's our mission. Our mission is to go and to make disciples, to make followers of you. That's it. We never, ever, ever need to forget that. But God, I pray that you would raise up more and more people who are on mission, who say yes to serving you. And God, there are a abundant opportunities to do so. God, there are opportunities to serve within the life of this church. There are new opportunities with Carrie to serve uh, our our community. There are going to be new opportunities to serve Judea, Samaria, and the, the ends of the earth with Susie and her team. And God, I pray that you would raise up new leaders from within, new investors who say, yes, I am in, this is my church where I serve. And God, when we do that, when we as people all say yes, it's amazing what you can do. It's amazing the results that can happen for your kingdom. And I pray for a move of you, God, that would stir many hearts to say yes to serving you. God, help us not to do it for our fame. God, help us not to do it for Hilton Head Island Community Church's fame. But God, may we do it for your glory and your fame. Thank you for using us. Thank you for using your church. May you guide and direct us over these next few moments to say yes to you as we worship you. In Jesus' name.